Welcome to Wealthy Muslim Women Podcast, a resource for Muslim women to learn about money, how to create it, grow it, and to protect it. Money is easy. All that's needed is the right mindset. I'm your host, Dr. Saima Ali, with life coaching tools to truly help you create wealth in all areas of your life. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast. I want to speak about productivity today. If you remember from my last episode, I've decided that we'll have two episodes per month for now. One will be directly related to money and the other one will be on my mindset. And if you remember from the past, I've said that money is only 20% knowledge and 80% mindset. And mindset is something that requires constant work. It is not something that you learn once, you read a good book, and your brain is able to adapt and you start taking the right steps. I did an episode on motivational triad, and this is what our brain likes to do. Our brain likes to be efficient or lazy. It likes to avoid pain and it likes to seek pleasure. So if we could have it the way our brain would like us to live our lives, we would most likely end up sitting on a couch, watching Netflix, and just being, avoiding pain of going outside and just being lazy. So sitting on the couch, being lazy or efficient, watching something on Netflix for pleasure, and avoiding pain of doing something that requires effort, that'll require us to maybe step outside. But being productive, being good citizens of this world requires us to step out of our comfort zone. We may have to feel that pain and we may have to wake up early one day and do some work. And our brain does not like that. So it's a constant work that requires focus, resetting intention toward the life that we want to live. Now, I've done tons of work on productivity before. I had read so many different books, and I really thought I had become productive and I was able to do things efficiently. I was working full-time. I had actually two, three different jobs and being a mom, and I was able to record my podcast and do everything that I thought I needed to do. However, after having my baby in December, I felt like I fell off the wagon again. And I was beating myself up a lot. Why was I not being productive? And one of the thoughts that kept coming up again and again for me was that I've done this before. I've recorded a podcast before. I know how it's done. I've put up social media posts before. I know exactly how it's done. In fact, I had become more efficient at it because I was able to go to one website and upload one post that would go both to Facebook and Instagram. And I was able to schedule things ahead of time so I did not have to be catching up things at the last minute. And because of this one thought that I was having that I've done this before, I just kept beating myself up over and over again. Why can't I do it again? I've done this before. And what was mind boggling for me that during one of my coaching sessions, this is what kept coming up that I'm not able to be productive again. And uh, I don't know what's missing. And what my coach told me was that, but you've never done this before. You've never had three babies before. 
to take care of. You never had an infant and two toddlers. You never had a baby that was struggling to breastfeed and was having weight gain issues. You never had to do stretching exercises on a baby's wound. So I've mentioned this before that my daughter, she was having difficulty with gaining weight. And one of the reasons that they thought maybe was because she had a posterior tongue tie. And what they ended up doing was making an incision to make it larger. But what I had to do after that was actually stretch her wounds. So I literally had to go under her tongue and stretch her wound so that it would not heal back together because tongue is something that heals quickly and it would heal back to the way it was. And that was something I struggled with a lot. The My mind was telling me that I'm giving pain to my own baby, that I am putting pressure on her wounds and that is causing her a lot of pain and I should not be doing that. That's a whole different coaching session I had. But during this one, it was that my mind was adjusting to all these new roles as almost a caregiver and as a mom who's struggling to help this new baby and having the other babies. And even though I was not working outside as much, um, I didn't work for the first three months, I was telling myself that my schedule was a lot better, that I'm not working full time. Even when I go back to work, it's only going to be three days per week. So I have two other extra days to work on my podcast and other things that I'm doing something wrong. And that was really hard. Just getting over that thought and accepting that I've never done this before took a huge burden off of my shoulders. And I was able to relax and just be myself. And because I was able to be myself, I told myself that I am learning this again and I need to reread and relearn this stuff, which is okay. And one of the books that I got for this is The Productive Muslim by Muhammad Faris, where faith meets productivity. So most of my studying has been from the Western perspective, and I've never really learned things from the Islamic perspective, and I really wanted to change that. I really wanted to connect with Islam and with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is the book. This is the first book that I picked up, and now I've been reading so many other, which are amazing, and I love to share all the gems that I'm learning. But from this book, I stepped back and started relearning the things. And the first, I'd love to share what I've learned over the next couple of episodes. But for this one, I'll try to make it short and just discuss a couple of the big points. And the first one was how he defines productivity. So productivity is defined as focus times energy times time. So you need to be able to be focused on a task. You should have energy. So you should have a healthy diet, a good sleep that gives you energy. And then you should also have time to work on a project. And one of the things he says is that, you know, video gamers, they have focus, they have energy and they have time. But would we consider that to be productive? And the answer is no, because that's not a goal that is beneficial or desirable for the society in general. Now, of course, there are video gamers who play games to to earn money or to learn them to create more games. 
So that may be considered considered productive in, in a sense. But if somebody is just playing video games to, again, go back to the motivational triad where they're trying to avoid the pain and just seek pleasure and just be lazy at home, then overall, it's not considered a productive task. So a, something that's productive has to be beneficial or a desired goal. It's living your life intentionally, basically. So how would you want to live your life if you could plan it, if you could think about it, if you could do the things that you dream of instead of just living from a subconscious level, going from one thing to another at, you know, just waking up and just going to the bathroom and just not doing, not being intentional with our lives. So that's a huge difference that we have to keep in account that productivity is being desirable and being intentional. So the way he says it is productivity is about making smart choices continuously with your energy, focus, and time in order to maximize your potential and achieve beneficial results. And productivity is not just being busy. So it's not just going from one task to another and thinking you are being productive by just being busy. And you cannot always be productive. So we are not machines. We are not robots. Our bodies need rest and our bodies need this time to rejuvenate. And you cannot always be productive every single day, 365 days in a year. Because this is a book not only on productivity, but productivity and Islam, the second biggest takeaway for me was what purpose let productivity actually means. So finding purpose and meaning has a huge impact on our productivity. So why are we doing something? What exactly is our purpose? And he goes back to why were we created? And he goes over the two verses from Quran. Uh, the first one saying, I created the jinn and mankind only to worship me. Quran 5156. The second verse Prophet, when your Lord told the angel, I'm putting a successor on earth, they said, how can you put someone there who will cause damage and bloodshed when we celebrate your praise and proclaim your holiness? But he said, I know things you do not. Verse 230. So he says the first, our goal, the reason why we were created is to be a slave of Allah. And I think a lot of us have attached a negative connotation to the word slavery. This is definitely something I had done is that I considered slave to be something negative And I just did not understand why our creator, our creator would create us just to be his slave. Like what purpose does that actually lead? Why not just have angels who have no willpower and who don't have any other lives but they are just worshippers all the time so what exactly was the purpose for creating humans with with a will who whose purpose was also to worship and to be a slave i did not understand this before reading this passage in the book the way he explains it is that, however, I want you to understand that Allah is calling you to a different type of slavery, a slavery that's bound to him and frees you from the shackles of this life. 
As my teacher once told me, if you're not going to be a slave of Allah, you'll be a slave to something or somebody else. That's human nature. We're created as slaves, and thus we have a choice. Either be willingly submit and become slave to the creator of the heavens and the earth, our only true master, or we become willingly or unwillingly slaves to our money, our jobs, our families, our ego. Which one would you rather be? Slave to the most merciful or slave to anything else? These are my biggest takeaways from this book, and I will be sharing the other ones, especially the one that connects the last one to my next biggest takeaway. And really what I learned, the initial things were that I've never done this before. And the way productivity is defined, you know, focus times, times, times energy. I didn't have energy because I was waking up every two, three hours to feed the baby. And I did not have time because my time was being spent around the baby. I didn't want anybody else to be taking care of the baby, especially due to COVID. And just the first three months of the connection that I feel, I just wanted it to be me who's the main caretaker, main person for the baby. And because I didn't have energy, I didn't have time, my focus was all on me being a new mom and me connecting with a new baby. So I really lacked those things and I was not able to be productive in some areas of my life as in recording podcasts. But I was achieving desirable goal of connecting with my baby, being able to breastfeed her, which I thought was the best nourishment for her, and just taking care of her at that time, that was me being productive. So having accepted that, that really changed it for me. And especially the connection between what exactly is our purpose and our purpose is ultimately to be living our lives to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fulfilling our roles as a mom, as a wife, as other all the other roles that have been provided to us and being productive in each of those sense was already there. So I hope you enjoyed this and I will talk about other gems that I learned from this book and will share more. It's a really comprehensive book and I really recommend reading it. It goes over sleep, it goes over eating, exercise, everything living our life to the best of our intentions and making the best of our dunya that's also going to help our ahira. So I definitely recommend reading it. And inshallah, I'll speak to you in two weeks. Bye.